Hello everyone, I am Brennan Sahajan and I attend bar at Washington State's best beer bar, the Manitou Tap House. I decided to make a podcast because the regular customers who come in are the most eclectic group of people I have ever met, and I want all of you to know the perspective and stories from the people from my bar. Today, my guest is one of my closest friends. She was actually intended to be my first guest on the podcast, but say la vie. She's the foundation of the Manitou Tap House. She runs the joint and started it from the beginning. We also went to prom together. She's a great mother, friend, and judge of everyone's character. Just ask her. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you all, Chelsea Hansen. Thank you for being here, Chelsea. I want you to know that I appreciate your time because I know that time is valuable. Um, and we're just going to jump into it sure. with the first question okay. that you've seen but haven't thought about. Correct. Who are you and what led you to be that person? Yeah, this is, it's the right. doozy right off the bat. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I do know who I am. I think that's a great answer. Uh, I believe I know who I am and I'm comfortable with who I am. I don't know who I am would be more of my response. Okay. Well, Um, put that into uh, more understandable terms. Yes. I am... I don't spend a lot of time second-guessing myself, but I feel I'm very human and have a lot of flaws and errors that I'm able to look at and analyze or a lot of strengths that I think are to the benefit of myself and my family. I also agree with all of that information you said, um, but is that the person that you feel is inside your head talking to you all the time? That you, um, is that how you define yourself as a person? Um, I define myself as um, thoughtful, whatever that means to whoever. I don't. Thoughtful can also be kind of a bragging term and seem not humble to call yourself thoughtful. Sure. I think it has a negative connotation to say I am generous and thoughtful, mm-hmm. but I think I am thoughtful. Whatever that means is I am in thought. I very much try to think about introspection. You mean what? Yep. What I am putting out and what I am, what my intent is and how it will be received. Uh, I was very, very blunt, as you know, in my life as a child and as an adult. But I think in the last was. I, you, I think you don't I, think that you are oh, as much no, as you... Oh, I know I am, but <laughs> I would compare myself to my 17-year-old self and myself now as more thoughtful in my response. Yeah, I, I mean, depending totally. On, I, <laughs> depending I'm on any said circumstance. And I think now I am more, I suppose, more thoughtful that my response is not to be hurtful. Mm. 
I can still be very blunt, but not at the expense of trying to hurt somebody. Okay. So you... I still think I have a lot of opinions. (laughs) Not think. I know I have a lot of opinions. And I know a lot of my opinions don't need to be said out loud. Or if they do, hopefully they're not offensive. Yeah. Wow. And 17-year-old Chelsea did not have that kind of wisdom, so... No. She was really confident. (laughs) (laughs) Very. (laughs) Nothing to lose. Well, okay. I, actually, I think that is a very good answer to the first question, but the second question is more in-depth. What led you to be that person? Um, I had a very strong mother who was very... You don't think your mother's strong anymore? No, I do. I have a very strong <laughs> mother. I was raised by a very strong mother. Um, at the time, I thought... The strong was strict, Mm -hmm. was the term, and less, again, wisdom provides the, there's a whole picture of work and time and energy that a human gives back to another human, especially a parent, Mm -hmm. and I thought she was just strict to be strict, not for a purpose when I was younger, so I was very confident that I could out strength her (laughs) argue her muster her Mm -hmm. prove will I was willful Um, but I would also say I'm a very controlling person and I know that but in control of myself and I'm scared of a lot of things Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of myself being out of control often so I didn't do I was verbally confident. I did not partake in drugs or curricular activities that anything with that youth did where you're like, they're just young and figuring it out. Yeah. I wanted nothing to do with any of that because I was didn't want out of control of my own self. Yeah. But yeah. I also believe that's part of my mother's boundaries of things I had a lot of rules and a lot of chores and a lot of participation in my life in my home that was demanded of me Mm -hmm. and I didn't need to find out who I was without all those things yeah so I still always the fun quote you know I just opened my mouth and my mother came out when you hear yourself saying things that you were raised with, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'll never say that. Oh, no, I say that all the time because it's just part of your fabric. But I, Yeah, I can very much relate to that. Whether it, I don't think there's right or wrong attached to it. It's everyone's trying to do the best they can. Mm-hmm. But there, that's also up for debate that some want to continue to be better. Yeah. I think that is part of my defining. I'm not... I'm content being who I am, but I'm not content not to learn anything or to be... I have not peaked in any form. Mm-hmm. So I don't actively think I'm the smartest person in the room or the best person in the room or the most capable person in the room or the most accomplished or the worst person in the room. I don't go that direction either on it. Not to the arrogant side and or 
the self-loathing side. I have it, but either side of those are quite fleeting. Hmm. Pretty confidently proud and in the middle. Probably more confident than I am not, but hopefully right. it's not I... arrogant. Yeah, I, I mean, well, <laughs> well, that totally depends on the perspective of other people, so. Of course. Um, and, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I see as much of your mother in you as you, you are talking about, but um, I, I also think that a lot of, well, just from an outsider's perspective of you being, when you were younger, um, I think that your, uh, your religion had a lot to do with it as well. Mm -hmm. And, and that is significantly different in who you are now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's a, that's a point that I would like to hear you talk about because you have totally taken a different path than your mom, even though your mom may have shaped a lot of who you are mm -hmm. as a, as a mother anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, I mean, I was raised LDS and I have always gone to church and very faithfully and done all of the, um, I don't want to say required, but the required. Yeah. Yeah. The, I've practiced what is the standard that is requested. Because <laughs> okay. I feel, well, because I don't want to say religions all have their own. Yes, go to church every single Sunday, but they're fine if you want once a month. Like, mm -hmm. the portion of religion that wants the parishioner to come is anytime they come. Sure. Diligently, sure. Weekly, sure. Are you gaining anything weekly? Don't, don't you think that you, Probably not. Don't you think that you're... Um... I like calling it a faith tradition, actually. Don't you think that the LDS church is a little bit more regimented and more strict about their parishioners, though? Absolutely. I, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a code of conduct, if you will. Yeah. Similar to any other... Like the military or, you know, like a, you've signed this code of conduct that you will be... You will represent this church this way. Right. You are now a representative of the church, so... Everything you do is of such. Yeah. Um, I will say that my I was also raised differently than most Mormon children um, because my parents were both divorced yeah. and had my mother was excommunicated from the church, um, and then she, which I think is a very interesting... rejoined the church um, because it was something she worked very hard at to um, gain back. I don't want to misquote any whatever it looked like for her path but she was asked to leave and then did the work to return and to be accepted back into the church right and that is I think, huge I think that in and of itself is a really unique thing about the LDS church because I have I've talked to other people that have been excommunicated and the fact that excommunication is like a 
It's like exile. It's it's a common thing that doesn't happen a lot with other faith traditions. Um, I agree. It doesn't at all because I think other and that's what I mean. are scared to do. Like I think. Yeah, maybe so. That, but that's what I mean. Like the the it's it's way more rigid in yes. in like it's in this code of conduct or the or standard. Yeah. yeah, the standard of being a faithful person has a guideline. Um, I believe religions create this beautiful foundation for people who have all these questions and these what if questions, and it creates and also such a rigid life is beautiful for people who do who need that as its protection it's Mm -hmm. a safety net on both ends it's if i do this i this is my consequence type life and it's already spelled out for you so it's you can have all these questions but there will still be these nice glowing buffers on each end saying well stay right here and everything's going to be okay Mm -hmm. and that is what i think is most religion is it is a person who has you're raised in it let's be clear like most of us didn't have a choice to pick a religion so i yeah. actually find it quite fascinating to be what these next couple generations of children will be like because most people are no longer not most i keep i don't want to use large words but, but that is definitely but a pe- the atheism is swinging the number the one religion yeah. <laughs> rising right now yeah. Um, so organized religion is very untrendy. It is not. Is, yeah, it's not on trend, but allowing yeah. your child to choose is the trend now. Like I will not right. give them anything. They will have a, the choice of faith. Yeah. Um, when they are ready to seek it. So that also in itself is kind of a big task for a human to be like, well, now I'm going to go to all these religions and find the one. Yeah. So I think it's so much easier to be in one sway, maybe to one more, but if you'd never had any, it's kind of a far cry to go searching for them. Like that's a lot of muster or questions in your life that you have, you need answers to. Um, sure. Either way. Um, so yes, I was raised LDS. Um, my, but my parents were divorced and then remarried. And then my biological father converted to Mormonism when I was 15. And then he was in our ward boundaries and was in our church and got to come to church every Sunday and sit in front of us in the pews and that's I can probably tell you within those few years were my defining moments that I could not believe a, a God could forgive this man for treating his biological children I'm one of four of his biological children he has three from his first wife who have zero contact with him mm-hmm. and have been chastised because we were not part of his plan and right. he has moved on, which is totally human and also fine. But then you get to come to church, this church that I was raised in, that good people, I believe are, these are good people who are human people who make mistakes, but then they decided I made this mistake and I repented. Sure. I could not fathom that after 15 years of me being his mistake or my mother in his life then, that he felt that it was all gone and felt no need to connect with any of us and or have any remorse or have any, we had zero conversations about it. Mm -hmm. He is not, I made, he's not repented of said things to the people, which I think is where I lost the faith that sure you repented to your mythical 
God, but like, what does that do? You're physically sitting in front of me. Yeah, that's an easy way out. You're a biological child, and you speak not at all to me. Right. So wow. those last few years were when I was in my parents' home and religion and being raised in the church. I still didn't want to do anything, which also, was, yeah, of course, like I didn't want to. Drugs are bad. Sex is bad. All these things. I still didn't want to do them either. Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like, yes, that's like, I'm so curious because I believe curiosity is going to get you regardless of what religion you're in. You're going to mm-hmm. follow whichever way is like driving you. But I never felt the need to want to do that. I did like start lying and like I took my parents' car when I was 15, had a permit, like just, I would push my boundaries in my four walls of my home, yeah. not in the world mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I worked all through school too, and I had to work. And that was just part of what you had to do. And I got a job at 15, 14, and that was it. And I worked always. Because if I wanted something, I had to work for it. So it was just a th- Oh, yeah. I I, mean, I, I totally... Yeah. Know. So I think <laughs> I was that's, there with you. Yeah. I mean, but I... My religion was always there. I was always welcome, but I didn't want for it. Um, and then I felt very... I didn't... I suppose you could say I was bitter towards it, but I was bitter towards him. I never, like, put it on the church, but I yeah. put it on the faith of this God I was praying to. And then I let it go, I guess. I mean, he... On my 18th, right before my 18th birthday, I asked for a paternity test, and I had to go get get one. I didn't have to. I chose to go get one um, because I didn't want to pay for my college education, which was in their divorce settlement. And then I went down to the clinic that he picked, and he was there an hour before me, wouldn't go when I was there. And then I had nice words for the nurse and him <laughs> later, and I came back. 99.999% all the genetics and then I gave him this nice phone call and told him he could fuck off and that I did not believe he was ever forgiven and then he said how could you be raised with such a bad mouth your mother did this to you and I said well you can also fuck off because you don't get a say in how I was raised and I just and that was it and then that person Always kind of was a stranger to me, but became like a hundred percent. That is a stranger to me. I don't know him. I yeah. don't have any more desire to like need of his approval. Or when I was like 12 and 13, I would ask to go have my mom call him and have me go stay at his house oh. and spend time with him. Cause I was very excited by, well, he also had a lot of money Yeah, and he had a pool and a mansion and things. And sure. that was awesome. So, but then it became very old, very quick. And then it just was not a thing. I wanted nothing to do with it. But he's still LDS, so good on you. Yeah. And so was my mom (laughs) and my stepdad. But they, yeah, just progression. So I'm sure, yes, it shaped a lot of me. I have a lot of respect for the people that I was raised around and in my church. And then... I don't try to think about the other ones. Awesome. <laughs> um, I've, I've kind of, a lot of that I didn't know. I, and I kind of wanted to know that. 
Um, well, that's, I think that definitely answers the first couple questions. Um, well, let's go on to the next one then, shall we? We shall. And since we, and, and this is, since we were talking about life and mm -hmm. what it serves you, mm -hmm. um, the next part is kind of what we call the end. What, and what do you think is worth dying for? And, or is there anything that, is any cause that is, that holds any worth? Um, I don't know, cause. I would die for my children. Mm -hmm. I would... I mean, I think that's it. In real, in real mortality, I would not. I would think about dying for someone else. Yeah. And I would get close to fighting till the death. I don't know that I would, but I would. If it gave my children a more life, I would not die in pursuit of searching life for my child. I suppose. Hmm. Uh, I think that's really honest. I, I, <clears throat> I wouldn't currently die for my mother. I might have when I was younger, but she's lived a very long life and is old. <laughs> Wonderful, but it's still... I don't think she's looking for more either. Like, getting more out of it, except for the joy of being around her family. But she's not searching for the next best thing. Yeah. But I would, but I, I, I don't think I've ever felt I would also die for my partner either. Mm -hmm. Even before I had kids, I didn't ever. I don't know if you could say love you that much because that's what people equate it to. Like I love you that much, I would do this for you. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's. I also love you that much. So I will live on for you. Was... Do you actually remember a time when? You felt that you were like so in love and you actually thought I'm so in love with you but I don't know how in love with you I am oh yeah really wow because I mean I don't know maybe I'm more romantic but I definitely think that I I feel that way about people that I love and even people that I'm loyal to I think I don't know like, but you wouldn't die for them, but you feel... I don't know. I, I, oh. I, in my brain, I feel like I would. Okay. Like, like if you, if you were on the line and it was either, if I, if it was me or you, I would totally You'd jump step in front, in front of the train for me. Yeah. Okay. I'd probably do that for you, but then i think about my kids and back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, but that's what I mean. I think I feel like I have a, like a romantic idea in my head more so that I think would drive me to to that um, I think that's also a very um chivalrous thing to do also like I don't mean no okay, not, maybe, not for a I, woman I, I'm not saying okay. like a woman but like I'm gonna walk on this side of the street in front of the cars and put everyone else that I care about I'm gonna protect them on this side of the street mm -hmm. so like I walk on the I actu track I actually do think about that way. I also do but it's also 90% my children or if it's someone who is not as able as I am. I right. will stand on the outside of a street in facing oncoming traffic, walking down a curb, 
with X amount of people. I'll do it on a field trip. Or, you know, like, what, yeah, yeah. whoever. These strangers' kids. Right. Cross my fingers. I'm not thinking that I'm going to die for these kids. But, right. I mean, I will put myself in the way mm-hmm. of someone else's harm. Absolutely. But mortality is, I think... I do believe I've always... I think of it also as, would I give you my beating heart because your heart is failing or whatever that looks like. Or right. I can give you my kidney and it's not going to detriment me. No one's going to take a living person's parts, but right. what part of me can I give you that you live longer? And then will I die from that? Right. Will it well, complicate is... my life? Right. Because I've given it to you. I would do those things and deal with whatever my life becomes. Mm-hmm afterward i'm the perfect donor for you absolutely whatever that's going to be and then i will have less of me or who who knows what if i have 100 complications in MRSA? that's not something i'm going to think about i'm going to do it yeah i'll give it all right well i mean hmm that's not really a cause but i i do do you think that stuff holds like worth the way that people used to think about things that they would die for like, like die patriotism for and yeah. yeah um no i don't but i do i yes i do believe there are people that well of course of course there are believe i mean do you want to expand on that in a cause um no because i feel like it makes i would be very rude mm. um yeah no <laughs> because i, I don't I have another way to describe i think there are people that are um, that are his, they're born into a certain lifestyle or a certain mindset and they don't get out of it so it just becomes them similar to the religious thing we talked about oh well, yeah that's, but I believe that's exactly how I felt like certain I was. patriotism and certain um, blind truths of what you believe this country is that you will go die for mm-hmm. are there are people made that are meant to be in that and I think I believe them when they tell like I have several soldiers in my family but I believe that that is what they fully believe to be true and I would never tell them yeah. that is not true or that's not what I believe or that's not worth your time because they've already decided this is what I feel this is rewarding time to me to give myself to this. Yeah. I also, yeah, I don't have a nicer word, but I, it's like a very um, sheep thing. And I think there are, every one of us is different. And every there is, there is a full circle of sheep and people who rise above it. Like the, we are in a classed world based on what we have been raised what not monetary class but like mental class and some are thinkers and some are free thinkers and some are artists and some are these things and can't be conformed and some are very much conformist and need all that yeah but i do not judge them because that is what they that's what they're made of and that brings them joy yeah if i i don't take i hope they are not offended by me not also believing that what they believe mm-hmm but I also don't say it's wrong. Like, that is fully on them, and that's their truth. But do I? No, I don't. Have you always, do you always feel like you felt that way? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I kind of, yeah. Um, mostly, I don't know, because I just didn't, I don't like judge, I, I like, crit, I criticize all the time. I've got a lot of opinions. Do you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I don't want to hold the judgment of it because who, again, who am I? But that is, again, kind of a religious who am I to say the Lord will judge you? No one else can. Yeah. Mentality. But I don't believe it's God that's going to judge these people on their final destination. I. This is what we're doing right now. It's mm -hmm. every day. So I would just, I'm immortal. I cannot... Be throwing stones which and, is also religious yeah but yeah. Yeah. at a glass house that's not <laughs> okay, <religious>. okay. <laughs> uh, throwing yeah. stones yes stoning people mm. <laughs> yes um hmm. but um i think more so i've become very less when a lot when there was when I got divorced there was a lot a lot of trash spoken about me mm -hmm. and then it trickled and I was part of the nasty daily news that was someone else's opinion of what had happened in my life right and then they all had an opinion about it mm -hmm. and then it came back a lot because of where we work with the public and yep. people and drunk people so someone who doesn't know me always had an opinion about me and that made me sad more than it made me mad. I got mad for a minute and then I just thought that was a waste of my energy too. Mm -hmm. Like, It made me sad and then it, I by no means I'm perfect, but it makes me take a little pause before I say something that I believe someone's circumstance has been. Sure. Or an, oh, I mean, the snapshot I'm... of what has happened to them and say, well, that's just bullshit or whatever it is. Or she totally had it coming or whatever, whatever the phrases are. Right. There's another side of it. So I would yeah. not want, I did not think of myself as all the things I was called in any form, but I also did not want to argue with those people and fight back. Sure. That was not worth it to me. No, I, I mean, but I totally get that. That happens I, everywhere, right? I lived through that too. Yeah. I mean, in Jenny's situation too, you know? Yeah, it's, it, yep. You're a bad guy. Yeah. Somewhere, somehow. Even if you're a good guy, in, in a whole other, like some other perspective, you're the good guy. Right. And all these other great things. But, but it just, I mean, again, who, we are just we, so let's just have a good time. <laughs> I think that is an awesome way to talk about <laughs> so that. that's not... I don't wish them ill, I suppose, also. That's great. Yes. Um, I'm going to transition into okay. the next question. Okay. okay. Uh, where does your inspiration come from? Hmm. Inspir inspiration of... Uh, I mean, to... To breathe. Carry on, to <laughs> do what you do and want to do what you're doing and have like intrinsic motivation or extrinsic motivation, whatever. Like, where does it come from? Obviously, you have, I mean, you talked about your mom and you yeah. do have a lot of respect for your mom. And I do. How, and, but what else? Where does your inspiration come from? 
I mean, I probably do you want to do all this stuff because you want your your kids to have a better life? I don't know what. Um, I always wanted to be a mom when I was little. That was one thing I've always thought about. I wrote uh, some essay. I still have it when I was like eleven. Do you think that that was also because of a religious thing? Probably. Yeah. But I it I wrote that I was like that I was supposed to be a mother, and I've never felt like I shouldn't be in mm-hmm. any form. I, I never rushed it to feel like I have to do it now. Interesting. But I've always felt like that was something I wanted. Um, I, inspiration is... I actually just had a conversation about that with someone yesterday because we were talking about the patriarchy mm-hmm. and, um, and how he believes that things were just always the way that they were at the time that they were. Does that make sense? And, and the way that, and the reason that I thought about that, because of what you were just saying is, is many, many years ago, hundreds of years ago, Mm -hmm. women were in the position of rearing children and holding down the the house and cooking and all that. And, um, it's because that's the way that life was. But do you think that women as a whole just have like this natural inclination to? Yes. Yeah. Do you? Yes. And, um, and that makes that makes me think about... I believe 100% of maternal instinct and paternal instinct can be fully defined. And they are... There will be outliers in, the, in both those course, categories. Of course, there always are. There's this one <clears throat> father who's just the best at doing all these things and the mother can't do it. And, yeah. and I think now that we speak about it more and more and more, there's postpartum and all these things that we've identified that happen with our hormones in our bodies that probably was not acceptable and that those women were called crazy yeah um and and witches sure and all the things right but i genuinely believe there is a caretakeringness in our genetic that is a word i've looked it up um <laughs> that it and then <laughs> i believe in men there is a safety and protection support of yeah yeah and strength mm-hmm. role and I believe that gender roles exist and we can't f- cast them all aside, but mm. we can adapt to not everyone's going to fit in that role. Mm-hmm. There's not two roles. Like I also don't believe we should have two parties in our democracy, but <laughs> we also shouldn't have two roles because that's what we always have been. Now right. that we are becoming more evolved as a species, we should be able to identify more things like look how many fucking mosquito breeds there are now. Yeah. Why can't we have evolved to also be open-minded about all these different things? Yeah, sure. I also, I'm like a firm, like, I hate that everyone feels like they want a label. But I guess that's not me because I don't have to have that label. So if they want a label, give it to them. Like, yeah. let, why do we fight sure. someone wanting yeah. to identify themselves as a different label yeah. of any sort? Or say, I would like to be non-labeled. Cool. Like, preach on. Just let me know. Yeah. Don't make me guess. Is yeah. I, my friend Mike and I talk about this all the time, saying I am all down with it all, but don't wait till I fail so you can correct me with your label. Which... Just please speak your truth to me so that I can respect you also. Like sure. meet me where you are, and don't wait for me to assume something that I'm ignorant to. Right. Because fully, I'm ignorant to it because it's what's inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that, um, I do, but I genuinely believe hormonally, 
there maternal instincts and there's maternal instincts and there's paternal instincts with people who've never had children and doesn't have to be a ch- it's just in their role of to not homemaker and yeah whatever provider if you will mm-hmm. I don't think that's I think that's of course way back of course that's what it was but I still think it's normal and or I think it's natural and it happens naturally yeah more than I think women friends hang out and do different things than men friends hang out and do yeah regardless of any of their where they are in their life like they hug and they would want to have a slumber party and snuggle mm-hmm. and be cozy and fun and men would not have a slumber party and snuggle yeah and that's just not part of <laughs> it doesn't that would not sound fun right um <laughs> um yeah <laughs> uh so so back to the inspiration yeah. though do you think that the maternal instincts were kind of an inspiration yeah um i i don't know I feel a lot. I would say I feel like I'm a feeler. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm a controlled feeler. Because there's people I think are like real feelers that just, you know, feel all the time and speak all their feelings and I keep them more in. But um, I'm not inspired to do such. I'm, I'm inspired to not leave it worse than I found it type situation because i feel like leave it you know always clean up and leave leave it better than you found it when you go to someone's home you sure hotel or what i mean yeah. whatever i do, i for my own children too i hope they're good citizens and i hope they're good neighbors like mm. if i could break it down and always i've never felt any different about it i don't want them to be the best blah 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 of anything i just hope they're good people but i define good people being good neighbors and good earth citizens mm-hmm. um, that could be very extreme in someone's opinion as well sure. but I just hope that they are if they're making waves it's for something great yeah. and to be better not yeah. make waves to be destructive so that I wish that for them in any path that they take on it but yeah I, and I also just hope that they're Everyone says hope they're healthy and happy, but that's so true. Like that, you can't buy that. So I just really hope they're healthy, healthy and happy, in whatever it makes them happy when they can figure out how to define that too. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I'm satisfied with your answer, but I think that'll have to do. I mean, I'm inspired by music. (laughs) Really? Always. I love music. Not to create it. Always to hear it. I listen to it all the time. Well, sure. All well, of it, all kinds. I thanked our dishwasher you... the other day for playing rap because I don't listen to that, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is fun." Hmm. I wouldn't no idea who these people are. I'm not gonna go looking for them, but thanks for playing it because it was like super fun hmm. to hear. I'm. Yeah, I <laughs> doesn't. I don't want to sit in a car and blare it, but I, I, I was def- into it. Well, music def- definitely inspires me. Hmm. All right. Well, 
I mean, you kind of you kind of answered this next question a little bit anyway, but let's really dive into it. Um, unless you need a refill. Well, I'll get that while you. Yeah, all right, let's do that. And we're back with filled glasses. Um, do filled you mini glasses? Well, they are. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're small glasses. Um, none of you can see this, of course. Uh, well, here's the next question. Okay. Do you feel in control of your life? Ooh. And it's a two-parter. Um, because I think that most people have things that they don't, that, that hold them down. What holds you down is the second part of that question. Um, I feel like I have control of me in my life. I don't have a lot of control in all the elements around me. Right. So, I mean, um, yeah, I guess that's what you were talking about, too. I can react. Like to to, feel. I, I can feel and I can react, but I only have control of how I do that. Right. And how I present that um, in any form. But I also, I mean, I am, I'm not ever waiting for the shoe to drop because I don't feel like I'm that type of person. I feel like a lot of people are always waiting for disaster mm -hmm. or preparing for the worst. Right. Um, I well, think about a lot of those things. Um, I will say regularly, I am, I imagine car accidents most of the time when I'm driving. Really? I look every, almost every other day when I turn on high <clears throat> drive and look at the bluff and say, what if I coughed and gripped my wheel nice. and went down this embankment? Like, all, pretty often I see destruction in driving as an accident to be had and then what would it be and then for a good five minutes I'll spiral down what would my kids do who would be called first what would be the situation and then it, I stop it and then it goes away I've gotten in this situation like that before actually when I was driving back from Utah when I lived in Utah and a really horrible like it was in December and it was really bad point in like the Idaho Utah border and I thought about something like that like, to the point where I almost brought myself to tears. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is... Why have I gone on with this fantasy, like, to a realistic level? Mm -hmm. Just because I was bored and driving, you know? But it was like... I've been there. I yeah, understand I mean, what you're saying. I do and it all pretty often. Have you ever, like, worked yourself up? Like, mm -hmm. in some situations? Um, thought about it? Yeah, I get pretty far, but I don't... I don't work myself up emotionally to, like, heaving or crying. I do do that... I do cry often, but I cry alone often. Um, I did actually, like Joe pressure washed the roof the other day and then it froze while I was up there. And then I just thought of, he's going to slip and fall and mm -hmm. I'm gonna, he's gonna fall and break his back. He's gonna die. Yeah. Something's gonna happen right now. So I got up and I just stood and watched out the slider to make sure I was, and we had just gotten in like an argument prior. By argument, I mean, I went off on him about being a grump mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he stomped outside and decided to pressure wash the roof. Mm -hmm. It wasn't freezing when he started, but then dropped pretty drastically in those like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I 
didn't want to be the Nancy that goes out and is like, get out, it's freezing. He knows it was freezing. But I sat and watched to make sure I would know what steps I would take. And I thought of like the destruction of who would I call first? What am I going to do if this situation happens? Hmm. So, wow. I yes. <laughs> um, what's my question? I don't even remember. What do you feel in control of your life? Do I feel in control? Um, you know, yes, mostly, but I don't feel like I have control of life. Well, well, you don't. No. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> um, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But Confirmed. I, I, I do think that, like what you're talking about. It's a bunny. Very much. Uh, I can relate to because. Um, one of the, uh, one of the ways that I have definitely in the past felt very completely out of control is with my thought life, mm-hmm. and um, I find it really interesting that you that that kind of is the same way. And I feel like in those times when when you're thinking about these things, it's there's like there's something about your thought patterns that is completely out of control and like you don't want to keep thinking about it but you just do mm-hmm. um, yeah and mm-hmm. and so do you, that that I think is is like the root of why I'm asking this question because um, it is a weird thing to think about um, being in control of your thoughts no I don't believe I am in control I I don't Control of my life. Mm-hmm. Control of my mind, no. Why do you think that is? Um, because my mind, I am processing it, and I'm not reactive because my mind says to be. Okay, so, because, th- so that is like, that's the thing that holds you down, is your thought process. And then my rational, like, my rational, I, th- I would say I'm a rational and then logistical thinker mm-hmm. that, well, if this was to, I do then A, B, and C it. I do make a list. And then I have, of these, this is my best outcome. Sure. This is my best odds in this decision. So specifically the Joe on the roof falling. Joe on the roof, how am I going to do it? Where? How is it going to happen? If this happens, what's going to happen to him? Who is going to, who am I calling first? Who's the... Who's going to be mad they weren't called first? I even thought of that. Like, who wow. would be hurt that they were not the first call after 911? Hmm. Um, or who is... But I also think that in other situations, too, it's kind of like, who's your friend that's going to bail you out of jail, right? Like, you always have, who can drive you to the airport, and who do you call when you're arrested? Those are your best friends. That's how I've regulated, like, life. People that drive you to the airport, that's really annoying. But it's super random hours. It's never convenient in anyone's life or form. Mm-hmm. It is now convenient to just take an Uber. But if someone just still says, I could take you, that's a different type of like commitment level to your friend, to your give and take as a person. Mm-hmm. And I've also, like, who's your first call when you are arrested? It is your least judgmental friend. Yeah. Or your most savvy friend who has the 
had, has either been there or the wherewithal to figure out how to get it out. So you get the DUI, who do you call? Jeez, I've never thought about that before. I think of all those things when I, not, it's not ranking people, but I, I genuinely hope of myself, I'm one of those calls for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be so rewarding <laughs> to be this, I hope I'm the first call when an accident happens because you know I'm going to go take care of your kids because you have to go deal with your life yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Like, So I think of those things often. Wow. And hmm. my energies of give and takes and also how to weigh... I mean, we've had this conversation too. Like, As you get older, you have t- hundreds of acquaintances now, like hundreds and hundreds. They were all your friends at some portion of your life or a chapter of your life. Sure. They're not actually your friend now, but when you refer to them to someone else, like, that's my friend, is that lying or is it, oh, I know that person. Is that more accurate? Like, yeah. I feel like when you say, well, that's a friend of mine, that's putting upon that you were also received as a friend, hmm. where it is, like, probably just an acquaintance of yours. Yeah. But at some point, you probably hung out and had a great time and for two months saw each other all the time because you all have the same likes and interests and for a second and it could be very friendly but you don't have that person's phone number or you're not checking in on them to see how they're doing yeah so i think as you progress in life you don't need to get rid of friends but i think you need to gauge your friendships and then the what's in them like is it does it make you a better person to be around that person or are you really enjoying your time or I just want to have someone who's fun to party with. Like, there's those people, too. Like, this person is always a damn good time. So, mm-hmm. and then, I'm not going to talk to them again for another six months, but I know they'll come in good spirits because they're dependable. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of... Um, now, what's my second deep part of that? Control of myself. What holds you down? Ooh, what holds you down? Um, I suppose I really... I feel like I want to be an aggressive person, but I naturally am a passive person and let things happen. I should address more. As much as I address things, there are things I just decide are not worth my time to argue with. Me too. So I think what gets me down is I wonder if I had just handled that, would this have changed already? Mm -hmm. Would we not be repeating this? behavior towards me I guess that's the only way I can look at it like you wouldn't treat me this way if I had just told you before that makes me uncomfortable or I'm not in on it or however it looked but because I decided today you are upset so I'm not going to call you out on how you were talking to me Yeah. because this is about you not me I'm not going to make it about me so I'm Mm going to make it about you and let you do it and not circle back around and say hey you were quite rude when you're talking to me. Or like, feel put upon. And then, so I feel that gets me down that I wish I was more confrontational, but I don't know that it would serve me. So I don't. Yeah. I So it gets me down because I debate that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I go back and forth. I'm constantly de- on. 
I'm trying, I, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. And calling I, things out. And not even that they're like, someone else is wrong, but just... Addressing it. Addressing it now is the outcome quicker. Right. Or, not at all. Like, I, I don't know what the outcome is, so... Well, I, I, I mean, that makes me think of a, a... I specifically did that with you. I don't... Uh, I, I don't remember when I was when we were working and I said something to you, yeah. and, you and I and it clearly like rubbed you the wrong way mm-hmm. and I didn't know how and I, I was I had to ask you did was my tone not the way that I thought it was in my head because I gave it wasn't. you a passive response I said right. oh right because I yeah. don't want to tell you something you don't know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and I gave you like the asshole response right but I I, I think that that I, I completely relate to what you're saying. And I, and I would love to change that about myself too. It's hard to, but I think in those situations, both people have to be kind of almost on the same level because if, and I don't think of it as confrontational. I just think of it as like, well, maybe it is confrontational, but just taking it on at at the moment or whatever, you know, and, and, um, in that particular situation, I felt, you know, comfortable enough saying, asking you, because mm-hmm. I knew that you would tell me that, yeah, you, you need to think about the way that you're saying something because your response was harsh and I didn't even know it was or whatever. And I don't even actually remember what that was about, but I remember doing that. Oh, yeah, something like a discount or something like, hey, do you know how to bring this in? Oh. Like, oh, yeah, I did that. And I was like, cool. Oh, don't yeah, want to tell that, you something that, you don't know. That is totally what it was. And... And I, well, I don't, we don't need to talk about this on here, but I have noticed that I've done that before with other people, and, and I don't mean to. I, that happens to me. That is something that I deal with all the time, mm-hmm. and that I fail all the time. But I think that that is a really important thing to, to talk about and be aware of. And well, sadly, I also think no of one the, is. The, no, and the people that are are the people you think are dicks. Like, those are super abrasive people to be around because they're not... Mm-hmm. The intent is not there. So I, I guess what brings me down is how do I continue to do it and don't sway the other way? Yeah. Don't sway to the side of being so abrasive that it's no longer also received. Yeah. Like, I would just like... Like, you always have something to confront me about. And I, I do that with my children a lot, too, and I keep trying to catch myself with the message that oh I wish you wouldn't have done that or that's not the right message because that means to them you did something wrong mm-hmm. um, where my outcome is I wish you would have told me before like as simple as like a friend comes home with walks home with them and they're like can they stay and play and they ask in front of them like this hasn't happened for years but that's like the beginning of learning the boundary of well, I'm going to say no, and now I'm the jerk in front of your friend, and you made me the jerk yeah. in front of your friend, because now it looks like I'm rejecting that person, and you made me do that, but That's they didn't That's different make... on, like, a kid-parent level, though. I don't think it has to do with being passive or aggressive. No, but I think it's all the time. <laughs> I will say the wrong intent when I'm trying to tell them, even now, Gotcha. Archer was hanging on a railing yesterday at someone's home. And I was mm. like, what the hell are you doing? And he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But I 
I do want him to be like shocked that that is totally wrong. But I didn't get like that. It just made him sorry and knew he was in trouble, but I don't think it made him think, I'm not going to get on these railings anymore. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it was also not the right way to respond to a yes. situation. So, I, and all, but I mean, to be clear, the purpose of my passive, and obviously it's in like my independent relationships, is like, and your closest ones, speaking to your partner, I think as we evolve, and I've said this to you several times, we are meaner to our. Person people that we're closest to because we're allowed to be and they know us so we can be safe so right. it's like I get to be a shithead I get to be sad I get to be a dick I get to bitch about something but then I'm nice to the rest of the world right and I'm just this wonderful great well, person and everyone's opinion about me is so grandeur right but well, that, to that's you exactly I'm an asshole I, well that's why I was saying that I felt with you because mm -hmm. I mean I do feel comfortable telling you whatever mm -hmm. so I no I completely get that and yeah I actually feel that I need to address that specific thing with Jenny more often even though I know that she knows it it's just like remember <laughs> I'm doing this because I feel closest to you mm -hmm. and I when I in retrospect think about it I hate that I'm doing it and I'm sorry that I am and I take it out on you, but, you know, she does the same thing right back. Everybody does that. Yes. And it's such a bizarre thing. Um, but, yeah. No, I'm just... I will say I got very aggressive this week. And uh, my partner, as you know, is mostly the grumpy and aggressive in his stance. And I said, have I done something to wrong you? And he mm -hmm. said, why? No, I'm just tired. Why are you taking it personally? And I said... Because it's, it's wearing very thin. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard not to take it personally. Because we are living in the same four walls. And none of us have done anything to you. Yeah. And so it's... Your message now is getting old is pretty much what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and I said it in a lot more colorful words. And then he just didn't speak to me for a while. Which, by the way, was awesome. Because it was just like he had nothing nice to say either. So he was just not going to speak. Which is... That's what good. I value the most about our <laughs> our relationship is we've very, like, I can count five times we've ever raised our voice to each other because we had agreed that this is not something we respond to and or want. So you, yeah. you was, have to deal with the deadening silence and the walk away. Mm -hmm. You know, that also is terribly uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you're just like, what are they? Oh, all these. Then uh, you're spiraling, right? Oh, yeah. Because you can't talk back, but it is safe to calm yourself to speak if you're ready to right. um i mean there's no like handbook on what's the best way to communicate but it is I mean, actually i think there are handbooks i know but that's that. not right for everyone <laughs> like that's the thing some people yeah. will not respond that way oh i know they want to have a heated like uh, i have a textbook downstairs actually a lot of people fight i mean i read them all the time about how to communicate but not to a hot top like you don't get the hot response totally but you do because maybe you're that bad so the funny thing was he brought it up ironically to your wife the next day he said something like oh she was so mad at me yesterday and just flippantly said it and walked away mm. but i was like hell yes i was like <laughs> i'm 
I'm mad that I let it get to a point where I was so mad. Yeah. But I don't... Some of it's just the nitpicky daily annoying things, so they're not worth... That's just part of being annoying and daily, and we all are, and so I imagine all my annoying things, too. Like, yeah. if I'm going to give this, it's coming back to me real quick with all these sure. other things I think about you. Like, if you open the can, the can's coming right back in your face. Mm-hmm. If, as you referenced, you're matched or you're on the same level of communication and aggression mm-hmm. or and not even aggression just communication and i want this to happen so how I, how do i have to get there right i would love it to be like this yeah but it's not so i'm gonna knock it off mm-hmm I like that. Um, so, yes, that's what gets me down. <laughs> next. Next. Uh, have you ever done... What? No, I said that wrong. Something bad? Yeah. No. Have you ever done something bad? I mean, that is actually kind of the question. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done that is truly wrong? Huh. And I, I have so many like double questions. Can something be truly wrong? Yeah, so... Um, yes. <laughs> yes, I've done something. Question mark? I would say it, it's, it's only truly wrong if you regret it. Is that? <laughs> you think? No, I, I do believe there's wrongdoing. Oh, yeah. And I believe people are wronged. Um, and there is wrong, things that are not right. Um, have I done it? I'm sure. I'm sure. My I... dad just gave me a book actually about this specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I haven't even looked into it at all. Um, but it's the name of the book, I think, is actually just really interesting. It's right here. Um, what We Can't Not Know. Is the name of the book, hmm. and and I and I think it talks about like the innate um, part of us as being humans and caring at all, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and how people are making different definitions of what is wrong and what is right. I got a feeling that this goes a little bit more into a, a direction that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> But I, I definitely think that there there are things that are right or wrong. And someone that I interviewed, I loved the way that they, they said it. They said that the only way that something is wrong is if it is causing harm, harm to someone else. Yeah, that's the and and it's, it's, that's such a great way of thinking about it. And yeah. for some reason, I just never really like yeah. thought about that. But um, in, in, that, in that case, it was like... Something that I've always felt that I've done wrong, and I talked about it in a previous interview too, and uh, and I still like oddly, I don't know if it's oddly. I I think it's where I am in my life and my progress and where I'm going right now. Um, 
I have I've thought about this specific incident a lot and and I feel that I need to like somehow make amends. Yeah. You know? Um and yeah, it's just it's such a weird thing. Even though I was I was I think I was in third grade when this particular thing happened, but like the re it just doesn't make any sense why I no matter what level of development I am in my life, why I would just cause physical harm to someone else for no reason except for the reason to cause them physical harm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And um, and I think about it so much just because I, I believe in like butterfly effect kind of things mm-hmm. and stuff. And I really hope that I didn't like ruin this person's life because of that stupid action that I had no real reason for doing except for like pure evil mm-hmm. um, I do genuinely believe there is people that are without the rational feeling of empathy um, hmm. and it's not part of them I don't think that they get a pass and we say well they're just not made that way um, They, I believe there should be consequence uh, to wrong but like karma you mean or what Harm? Yeah. Karma. Oh, sure. I I mean, we don't have to. Yes. So I believe do no harm. Um, okay. I Yes. And I, there is another podcast that I have listened to, and that is a big theme is the do no, it is only wrong if it is harmful mm-hmm. to someone else or it harms someone else. So, yes, I have done something wrong. Do I have to say what these things are? No, you don't have to. You don't have to. I I mean, I don't want to incriminate you. Are we just doing it? Yeah. Um, If if you feel comfortable and you want to say what the thing is, feel free. But if not, don't. Um, I I mean, mean, I didn't tell you what I just did. I just made like the... Yeah. Generalized. Um, We... Yes, I have caused harm by my choices. And I continue to make the choice. Mm -hmm. Knowing... It was not in someone else's best interest either. Sure. But in my mind, it was in my best interest Yeah. Um, at the time. So um, I don't regret. I actually don't regret it. I regret possibly sparing harm by being more forthcoming sooner. But I just genuinely don't believe that would have done Right. It would have changed the pace. Sure. Um, earlier. Or would have changed the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the harm was going... This happened and this harm happened, and so it was going to have happened. Um, I understand. I don't think I entered into it knowing... I didn't enter into it with intent, but I did participate. Yeah. When I knew in my mind this is wrong but it was right for me so i also rationalized it like oh this is right for me mm-hmm. so oh i have been there mm-hmm. for many many things mm-hmm. <laughs> so i always say it's right for me so uh i don't always say it. it was right for me but yes i have caused harm and yes i believe there is wrong i also believe wrong again is subject to whom it hurts but I also, I mean, can we just think, 
well, it's going to hurt someone someday. And then, like, mm. we can't go polar, hyper on one side. Like, I can't not stop at that stop sign. Well, I'm going to just do a little pause step and move through because someday it hurts somebody. Like, those are, like, simple. Sorry. That, sure. I mean, I hit someone in a crosswalk, but, I mean, not. <laughs> I didn't. But I imagine all these car problems again. Back to that. I genuinely believe I hit people all the time. Like, what is it going to feel like if I hit a human when I'm driving a car? I, yep. Lots of good driving. I'm a very good driver. Because that's probably, that is, I think that's pretty weird. I think about it. What, if I hit someone, what do you do? <laughs> because texting, talking, all the distractions. Oh, sure. At night, I should not drive at night because I look in all the windows that are open and just totally like people's lights on, voyeuring. I'm like, oh, they're having dinner. I'm just getting like real distracted. Mm. I don't drive around looking at Christmas lights. Real distracted. I can be a passenger. That is, that that's actually nah. I don't. I don't even. <laughs> I do not need to go that direction. Okay. Um. Well, so yeah. All right. So that's you, it. Yes. Yes, you have done something that's truly wrong. We're not gonna but yes, talk about it incriminating anything. Well, I'm not gonna go to jail for it, but yeah, no, I I understand. Okay. Maybe in a different lifetime. Uh, <laughs> yes, maybe. All right. Well, we've kind of already talked about this too. And this is my weird, complex question, hmm. but I think it's really important. What is your opinion about the natural hierarchical order in yeah. reference to humanity? Yeah. And we kind of did bring this yeah. up a little bit. we did. Um, I mean, I, there is one. What it is, I don't know that it's defined, but I believe there's some sort of nature involved as well as... There is a natural order to it, but I also, I mean, you, if you broke it down to like animals, there is simple animal hierarchy. There is a leader, there is hunters and gatherers, there's followers, there is this, there is sure. any type of species, even like bees, right? Like there's this, right. this is how it has to happen. And these, so yes, but I believe as humans, we are so intelligent that we shouldn't have to believe that these things exist but I do still believe they do I don't know how who's the hierarchy but we believe in government we believe in well we don't believe we have government we have religions we have all these things so it's not one hierarchy and I don't I think power is a very sketchy area. To, it's different to be a leader than a person who needs power. Mm -hmm. So are we talking about natural hierarchy? Are we talking about hierarchy of... I'm talking about your opinion. Oh. Um, but yes, natural hierarchy is what I'm, I'm talking about also. Like survival of the fittest? I, if that's, if that's what, the way that you... The direction you want to take. Like okay. I... I I wrote this question specifically to be vague like this so that people could go whatever direction they had. There were 
a lot of things I was thinking about, obviously, mm -hmm. but I wanted people have to people have it. discuss the same things you were thinking about? I don't think so. So no, no one's still touched on what you think? The question Everyone has touched on what I was thinking about a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but I, I mean, I really do like that. Um, I like to think about humans as animals. We are, yeah. But like what you were just saying, you brought up two specific, well, you didn't, I don't know, you said animals with their national hierarchy, mm -hmm. even bees, which bees is a really interesting thing mm -hmm. because bees, their leader is a female, mm -hmm. which is, is, you know, I, in only, I think there's very few situations where in in the natural world the female is is the leader mm -hmm. and i also think that it's really important to remember that that is true as well um but i was specifically just thinking about wolves or something mm -hmm. you know there's like a, the alpha wolf and, and you're talking about yeah. power mm -hmm. um and how all you know all the wolves like i think innately want to become well, I don't know. I don't know if it's Not the females, always, yeah. but it seems like there's 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 wolves that want to be that alpha male or whatever, mm -hmm. and it happens to be males with wolves. Mm -hmm. um, and but that is specifically power. Like the only way that they get to that point is if they they the fight or whatever, power. and then yeah. they f and and the other one cowers, and it means I have dominance over you. Mm -hmm. And um, but the thing that's really interesting and. I just had a conversation about this as well, is that that wolf has, if it overpowers the other one, it potentially could kill that wolf right then and there. Mm -hmm. It has the but choice. It, but it doesn't yeah. do it. Mm -hmm. It it realizes that, yeah, I, I showed you, but I still have this pack that we have to provide for, and you know your place now. Let's just get in line and do what we have to do. Mm -hmm. And... And the thing that's also really interesting is how you were talking about how humans just have all these different intelligences or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I and I immediately thought about Stephen Hawking. Mm -hmm. um, and and he he is such an interesting person in our history because he was so smart, mm -hmm. but he was so vulnerable. He would never survive. Right. And yeah. and and it's easy for people to talk to to say survival of the fittest, Darwinism mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if if it all if it only was about power and strength and that kind of physical dominance, then how, what kind of progress is going to be made? And Stephen Hawking obviously had well I guess it depends on who you ask. He had a he had a strong influence on the way that we think and the way that things are developing mm -hmm. and in our progress as humans, and um, and if it wasn't for the minds of people, we we couldn't continue to develop uh, whether or not we were strong or not. Right. The brawn would not have outweighed our intelligence. Right, yeah. You it's, could be the strongest man alive and you're still only going to be able to do X amount of tasks. But there are a lot of people that think that... But your intelligence will far surpass your brawn. I don't know. Is that true? Because when it, it has, comes... I mean, 
Does it, it have to? I, I don't think in the in the natural world, no. I don't think the most in the most intelligent hunter is second or third in the pack. In like lions, let's say the women do all the hunting, mm-hmm. and the men just sit there. And so, then they eat it when. They... And they eat it when they get there, but they're proud. But they will go fight another man if he's going to come attack their. The women do not. Fight, fight for their yeah for their area their land their right right whatever their little areas but the women will go find all the food and keep the family and it's like the when well, we talked about a woman making being a homemaker or right. providing and doing all these things absolutely these are the things to live yeah he's gonna do the things to make our life safe mm-hmm. or she whichever like also in bees though the queen does nothing. Yeah. So she's not making their lives safer. No. <laughs> and definitely the hive not making is their lives safer. dependent on the temperament of the queen. And I have beekeeped with a friend and who is a beekeeper. And you have to you can kill your queen and go get a whole new one and she will take over a whole hive because of her temperament. So Oh. You can have angry bees, but if you introduce a calm queen and kill the queen Can't other can't can other um females become the queen that are already in the hive? Um you, not in yes, in natural mm. life. But in like beekeeping, like when you're keeping a hive you can There's like a specific kind there's of a, bee that you want you to be the queen. Buy yeah. a queen yeah. <laughs> that is calm and great. But similarly, so beekeepers also go Say there's a hive in a tree in a park, mm-hmm. and they get to go. The parks department calls them to go get it down, take it down. Well, they don't want to kill all those bees. They want to take them. Yeah. They want to find the queen and kill her because she's made these angry bees. And they mm-hmm. can introduce a calm, a calm queen, and this whole hive becomes a productive hive again because there's calm leader. There's a calm temperament to them. Well, and they're not stinging bees. Like some sure. will sting for no reason. You know, it's like honeybees won't sting you. Like all the things we've been taught, but they will. When they're when the raised in this aggravation. Yeah. yeah. So, I believe there is brawn and temper, but there is, the intellectual portion is, the into, like, let's say street smarts versus, like, school smarts. Yeah. A street smart kid is going to live pretty long because they're going to figure it all out mm-hmm. and stay out of harm's way. Right. Where a very intelligent kid will walk right into will walk right into something because that's not their that's not their awareness of their surroundings and their expertise of intelligence Mm -hmm. is not also their energy of awareness. Right. So I believe we are, but because we are human, we have to respect that we are intelligent humans. And respect what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And also be conscious of giving, putting limits on how, we can think forever and do things, but then, again, kind of going back to like harm, we can't create harmful ways to get there. Which I think we currently are in a huge climate of that, right? Like let's, opioids or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. we decided these are all the ways to kill pain. But now, lesson learned, no way. We have a gigantic problem. Yeah. And not 
any can't point a finger at anyone's fault on that, but we can point a finger at the pushers. Yeah. And then where it went, but how do we get back from it? Like how how do you come back from those things? Mm-hmm. Which is where we need the intelligent people to come up with one million hypotheses. And sure. Let's go. Like let's do this. In a very complex society, it yes. works that way. Yes. In. in in simple, simple animal societies, natures, power it's, is roles are def- defined. I guess like they are. You then become that role, and if you want to be here, you live. Mm-hmm. I guess it falls back on: Would you die for somebody? Yeah. In those situations, it's more simple, and someone's gonna die for somebody. So, what do you think is gonna happen in the zombie apocalypse or oh, whatever? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't I'm, think about the zombie apocalypse. Either it's weird that that's like a thing, though. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you want to call it the zombie, about zombies. I, and whatever zombie, I don't care about zombies. But like, you know, that's that's a very common theme in lots of our entertainment and stuff. Yeah, the and, undead. Sure, but well, no, I don't even mean that. I mean like apocalyptic, mm. or post-apocalyptic, whatever that means. When, when the world's falling apart, what's going to happen? Right. And there's no, and no longer, we don't have... Control. Yeah. Of, there, like, no electronics, no... Right. Money doesn't exist anymore. Then what happens? Like, that, that brings us back to, like, the, the primal way that we're humans, right? Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Hawking is dead. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. he can't exist in a world like that. Mm-hmm. So how, or where does the development come? Is that when natural hierarchy really starts taking effect? Because mm-hmm. people, I mean, sadly, it seems like intelligent people are not strong and powerful people. Like, as far as yes, physical stature. Is, yeah. And, and in, like, a post-apocalyptic world or something, how are strong people going to exist? Or how are smart people going to exist? They use them. That's, like, it, it becomes a... a, no that's, a weird, that's a weird thing to think about. They will use the brawn and... Be, the be strong friend. people will use those smart people to help their cause. Or yeah. Whatever. And yeah. vice versa, they will use it. You become necessary so you stay alive. Like it's the, it's kind of like the street rat thing. Like you become, I'm the kid that knows everything. I'm the kid with all the secrets. I'm the kid with all the things. I'm the kid that knows where everyone is. And you're not being hounded by a drug dealer and so and so and so and so because you're useful. Yeah. You become very useful, but you're smart. Like it's the. No, I don't, I don't know why I brought that up, but. You're a user. (laughs) So so back to the, I mean. Do you what? What is your opinion about all all the of apocalypse? That? No, no, Mormons no. will survive. <laughs> yeah, um, it's food no, storage. Like, really about how? How do you view um, hierarchy in humans? Like, what what do you think about it, or do you at all? Mm, I do. I mean, I don't dwell on thinking about it. I I know it's around me, and I don't. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we know people that think about the patriarchy, let's say, sure. all the time. We do. Or we also know very well-established people who mm-hmm. believe they are better than us. 
Yeah. So that is more so what I feel about hierarchy of people is the I am better the perceived. than the perceived value of yourself, right? I am better than them. Mm-hmm. I am worth more than they. Yeah. Like my life property and lump sum. Let's say like my mind's going to we're playing Monopoly with the kids all the time but now we're putting a time limit on it because you can play that for hundreds of hours but at the end you count up your assets mm-hmm. so who's the most powerful asset on this table in that game obviously it's all money money but it that has nothing to do with actual influence so mm-hmm. like what is your influence doing I think the strongest people work for nonprofits too and just decide they do not need to be they live within their means yes i live within my means because i am making a difference Mm -hmm. but i genuinely believe very wealthy people make lots of differences i don't believe rich people are rich and rude or what you know like to be dicks we have a few of them that we know, but they're not. They're good people. Mm-hmm. They don't want to feel that way. But when push comes to shove, they definitely are looking down on us, like mm. in a form. But I find that's where I am annoyed with hierarchy is, well, when you're sad, you're just as sad as I am. Like mm-hmm. your emotions are no different than my emotions. Your tragedies can be absolutely far worse than my tragedies on weight, but I believe that's up to someone's perspective too. But I can also, we can all say, you've lost your child, you've lost these things far worse than me getting a flat tire today mm-hmm. and then having a really shitty day. Right. But we also, like, we have this, like, fun hippie thing where we're like, but you don't know what someone's feeling, so you let them feel everything. But, like, yeah, really, my kid being in the hospital is worse than your flat tire. So don't tell me about your flat tire. Yeah. But that's... Did the person who had the flat tire know that you had this problem happen to you? It's also, again, you don't walk around presenting all your problems either. So, I don't know. So, yes, I believe there's hierarchy. Who is to decide what it is? Is what we decide is. Um, I think people give respect to false gods still, to like lack a better word. And so, and a lot of that is money. Money does drive us. So yeah. there is such an established false god in money. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we. Did, I don't think that we have to respect that. Like, I don't... I think that we can appreciate it. But we don't have to... Bow down. Give respect because of such. You don't deserve respect. I had this conversation with one of our um, kitchen staff. Yes. Yesterday? Day before. No, yesterday. She was explaining something to me and she said, am I wrong? And I said, I am just super confused why you think you deserve something from someone else. Mm -hmm. Because she said, well, they owe me because I did this. Mm -hmm. And I said, that is not how this works. 
life. I'm not even talking about today in our kitchen. One, that's just not how it works. You do a job, you get paid for it. No one owes you. Mm-hmm. You get paid. Mm-hmm. So screw the owing. If you've done your job, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You do. That is not how life works. No one owes you. Yeah. And because you've done them a favor, and then the day you don't want a favor back is the day they say no, you're pissed. And I mm-hmm. said, that's not the day they can give it back. They can still give it back to you. But the fact that you are so indignantly pissed that you can't be owed, well, I do this, so they should do this for me. No. And I was like, you will be constantly disappointed in life. Yeah, that's an unwritten rule. And I specifically say, you know how people owe me? I don't know because I don't keep track, but I'm sure it's a lot. But you know how many people I owe? Probably lots. So it's just such a funny thing that you can verbalize you are pissed about that. Mm-hmm. And I said, you are wasting your own energy on something that's never going to happen. So just, I go, I don't, I said, I don't, don't want you to set your expectation low, but I think you need to realize no one owes you your respect either yeah like we you give it blind as a human it's taken away x y and z wrongdoings Mm -hmm. you don't get it back like you have to earn it back but you give it right away to someone i respect that person and then things happen and you tailor how you weigh the respect you give that person or the way you even give them your energy like i no longer think about that person because I don't think they're bad but it's not worth my time so it's not even like you disrespect them you can just give them less of you but it was I just saw you're living in a real funny world well do you think that that might be a generational thing as well I don't know but sure but it was yes but I also believe this person's circumstances I I I imagine Funny that too. that is the case. But but I do I do really I mean I'm, I bring up that particular point I, because yes. I I think that people in different generations and they think differently. Absolutely. Because that was the paradigm at at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I really do think that that is kind of a a problem with upcoming youth. I, I that, agree, but like, I'm sure there's it was this weird parrot. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. No, yeah, I get that. Because they... I, I just hate even saying they, but pe- yeah. but people in, people in that situation are... Um, they, don't ha- they don't know how to think any other way because it's, that's what's presented to them. Yes. And... They're... I mean... I mean, that potentially could be really dangerous or... Gold star participants. Right. Everybody gets a, yeah, a trophy. Trophy, yeah, but not based on win or loss. Yeah. Um, and which... but I think that we're in a generation. I've I've been told that I've been in the in generation Y, because in in Y being the question Y, yeah, and also since it comes after X, because yeah. we're not quite Generation X, um, but that we believe that everything is based upon merit and mm-hmm. you have to you have to prove your worthiness mm-hmm. you can't you don't just accept things as well i also i've read how to manage said younger generation books recently one and it specifically is 
it is not based on merit because they think about our generation. Well, look how hard they've worked and what do they have? Yeah. So their their trophy's not big enough for it to be worth my time. Like, and so my quality of life is more important to me than the trophy. Yeah. So is that great? Because one, paychecks are real small. So are they? Mm-hmm. Are they living? Yeah, that's the true. The dream with their quality of life <laughs> <laughs> and being poor, or yeah, right. or are they living off someone else who's still working hard? That's how I like that. Would, that's the annoying part to me. I, I'm not into freeloaders, so <laughs> in any form. Um, that would be my pretty quick disrespectful category where I will n- not be in that person's friend category. But no, I, I I get it. I I. But I, I see it happen, and I, I and I was bringing up the generational thing because I think that that actually has a huge part of my question too. Uh-huh. The hierarchy. That way the hierarchy yeah. works is. Well, I'm scared. Like they're the hierarchy. The, well, I mean, I mean they are. Be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the reality of the situation. Younger people are going to be here when we're not. Yeah. And um, and it's just a, I I, I feel like a, I think about the way that people think. A lot, and actually, I know that that's like my, I feel like that that's my deep down most. Um, my worst fault is that I think about what other people think of me. Mm. So I'm thinking of uh, about other people's thoughts, which is totally unnecessary and unhelpful. But that's that's what I think about a lot. I don't think about wrecking in a car all the time. I think about <laughs> what other people think, and um, and I know that it's horrible. But I also think that it's it's. For for me, it's it's helpful because it makes me be aware of um, myself and hopefully others in a way that I can be open about it. And and I think that that is in a, specifically like what we're talking about with um, hierarchy, generational thought. All of that is like really pertinent and kind of. Um, scary to, to, to think of what is going to happen with development of humanity because of the way that mm-hmm. generational people generational thought changes mm-hmm. um, I, I and I and I realize that that's like way beyond the question but it I no I mean I you're not alone I would say in our age category younger than us people that are deciding not to have children I would say mm-hmm. more often than not those 30 year olds are saying, I can't raise a child in this climate. Yeah. And I'm so proud of them for being aware of that. And I, God knows our parents would have never said that or their parents when we were in like World War II and we were in like real combat murderous things. No, like you're just going on and going on. But now it's a conscious, I cannot do this. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes me happy. It also makes me confused that you genuinely have no hope for humanity also right 
we are now so downtrodden that you have no hope that you won't do anything about your life circumstance. Like, get out there and do damn something if you want. Yeah. If you're so scared, find out how you're going to fix it. So I'm nervous on both ends that they are so aware, but then there is such a lack to charge. I don't know if there's lack to charge. I think I'm sure there's a lot of charges, but I'm sure there's a lot of, well, it's happening. Like, just let it happen. Yeah. It's happening to me, victims. Instead of being a participant in it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, okay, uh, no, that was, that, that, yeah, <laughs> perfect time to transition into the last question, um, which you actually uh, thought about. I did. The last question is, what is your theme song? Okay, so I debated. When you first started this podcast, you had said that, and I had surely the song that I thought was my theme song in my mind. Mm-hmm. But it was like, not my theme song, it's my I'm getting on the dance floor song. Sure, no. Which I feel like like is your theme song. Did you see see Ellen's recent stand-up, the relatable one, where where it's like the shape, and she's like acting like the old person going on there. I mean, mine would have been Usher's Yeah, Yeah. Really? I love, like, hear it. I love that song, too. I can stand up. No matter what mood, I could be crying my eyes out, and I hear it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, totally. So, if I had a talk show, if I had a life, and I need to change my mood, surely that's like my theme song. But then I was like, no, my theme song is the song that every time I hear it, I feel a different way about myself and what it means to me every time I hear it. So I've heard this song since that I was... That is an awesome way to think about it that. It came out when I was 13 or 14. Okay. I loved it then. And I've loved it the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. when... Even when my kids say, what's your favorite song? Mm-hmm. I usually list this song as my favorite song instead of my theme song. And then t- earlier, I listened to it one more time to be like, is that my theme song or is that just like my favorite song of how I feel? And then the lyrics were super poignant and I was like, but I felt something totally different today on the way here and I cried about something totally different in my life because of this song. And then I laughed really hard at the end even though I was crying because I was like, oh my God, this song still feels so real and different to me based on I am a different receiver of this song every time I hear it. So I feel like that's more of it being my theme song. Ah, that because I will never be amazing. mad at it. Okay. Um, but it's The Dance by Garth Brooks. No, oh, It geez. is, I know. But it is the slowest, <clears throat> it's the shortest of all Garth Brooks songs. I wouldn't know. But virtually you are looking back on the memory of the dance you shared mm-hmm. with someone or anything. And then it says like of the stars was said, if I had only known how the key... King would fall, then who's to say I wouldn't have changed at all? Like, I wouldn't have gone back and... Mm-hmm. So I spent this time with you, but if I had known it would have led to this, would I have gone back and changed it? Yeah. But rightfully so, you would never would have gone back. So I looked at the song as like, you don't regret. You always would have shown up for something. Mm-hmm. And you had these great memories of what it was. Even, even if those memories led to sadness. Even sure. if... All these things. And it says, but for a moment, all the world was right. So, like, how could I have known 
that you'd ever say goodbye. So it's, I'm imagining the song then was like always these lovers, but it could be people you've lost. It could be anything. It could be a job you've lost, like anything that you've lost. Like, sure. I loved it so hard when I loved it, but then it changed and now I'm sad. Yeah. But I would have never loved it any differently. So I have very, today when I read it or I listened to it, I felt no regret about it. Like it was more like, I'm going to do it because I'm in it. I'm not going to say I'm sorry about it. Like I'm not going to regret putting all this into something because in the time it was so brilliant like or a human so like even today I thought of Sarah when I was doing it and I was like if I would have known how this at all had happened would I have changed anything or loved you less or figured out how to switch your trajectory in it yeah but I wouldn't have because I don't feel responsible that's what because I because of this punctuation at the end of something was so sad does not negate all the wonderful things that happened. Right. And then I thought about like marriage and our, any relationship uh-huh. external from marriage. You had all these wonderful things. So just because they're not here now, do you go say, well, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. But so in the moments, are they so brilliant that I shouldn't have regretted them now that I'm living with the sadness part of them. It's just making me better. So I enjoyed it. It's the shortest of his songs. It's like only two minutes long, too. Cool. I know you're never going to listen to it. But, um, but yes. um, The last line is, I could have missed all the pain, but I'd had to miss the dance. So, I've always enjoyed it. But at the time, it became my favorite song. It was like the first time I really thought I loved somebody. But I was very young and silly and cute and a child. And I didn't feel pain even when I broke up with that person, but I felt like at the time that was the song that like spoke to me the most in my young youth. And over time, I've always loved it every time I hear it, whether it's nostalgic or not. But hmm. I do play it often and find it very... Either it's comforting because it's nostalgic and I remember where I was the last time I heard it, or... But today it felt totally different. And I was like, oh, no, that's what my theme song is. Is something that's still timeless to me. That was awesome. I think that answer was better than anybody else's answer for this question. It made me think of wisdom and acceptance. And I think that those two things are quite possibly the most two important things in my life. So, as much as I don't like country music... And I probably won't listen to the song. It's okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's all acoustic. It changes it. <laughs> You're probably not going to convince me. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm.